Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. You're telling me the San Francisco 49ers don't know who they're taking yet in the NFL draft? There's no way the San Francisco 49ers don't know who they're taking in the NFL draft. Let me tell you something. If you want to believe that they made that trade and they still don't know who they're taking, you have been had. They are lying to you. It's Bob Shoes and sitting in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app on your smart speaker. It is Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. And we are starting. Look, finally, the NFL draft is here. We get to talk about it today, tomorrow, and Friday. Greeny, of course, is doing the NFL draft on television, so they gave him the radio show off. Can't blame him for that. And I'm the beneficiary because I get to talk about this over the next three days with you on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. And it is time for the Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. We will talk to our NFL draft analyst, Matt Miller, coming up in about 13 minutes, so stay tuned for that. We'll break down the... You know, certainly the top of the first round, which is what everyone wants to talk about. But I've got a couple of teams later in the first round that I think are going to be noisemakers tomorrow night. We'll talk to Matt Miller about that coming up as well. But to me, the draft starts at number three, right? We know what's happening at number one. We know what's happening at number two. Now you get to three. Now, the one thing we know about number three is a quarterback is going to go to San Francisco. They've told you. They traded up to get a quarterback. We know that. You don't make that move unless you go up to get a quarterback. That's the known. The unknown is which guy they're going to take. I think they're going to take Mac Jones. I think they should take Trey Lance. That's just me. Having said that, though, the one thing through all of this that I cannot wrap my head around, that I still don't believe, and that I 100% believe they are lying to you if you believe they don't know who they're going to take. If I'm the owner of the 49ers... And my general manager and my head coach walk into me and say, here's what we want to do. We've got the 12th pick in the draft. These quarterbacks are going to go at the top of the draft. We have to go up and get our guy, and here's what we want to give up. We're going to give up our number one this year, our number one next year, our number one two years from now as part of a package. We're going to give up three number one picks to go up to number three to get one number one pick to get a guy. And your owner looks at your general manager and your coach says, okay, who? And the coach and general manager go, well, eh, we're not sure. We're just going to go up to number three and see what happens. There's no chance that that is the conversation that was had in San Francisco. The conversations that had is the GM and the coach walk into the owner and say, here is our guy. This is the guy that we know we've got to go get. And this is where we know we've got to go get to to get him. And then you make the call to Miami, and then you make the deal. But there's no chance, and I think they have played this beautifully. I mean, there's no benefit to them, to San Francisco, to come out and say, this is who we're going to go up and get. Why would you? Right? Have the Jacksonville Jaguars publicly said, we are 100% taking Trevor Lawrence. You know, put that Jacksonville Jaguars jersey in our team store right now. Here comes Trevor Lawrence. No, they haven't said that. Have the Jets said, there's absolutely no doubt about it, we're taking Zach Wilson. No, they haven't said that publicly either. We know that's what they're going to do, but they haven't said it. Why don't you say it? Well, why not create mystery for the rest of the first round? Why not screw with your opponent's heads? Why not put as much indecision in the minds of teams in your own conference? You know, Chicago and Washington, teams that might want to go up and get a quarterback. 
Well, what happens with those teams if all of a sudden you shock the world, take the quarterback that they're expecting you not to take, and now maybe someone's there and on the fly, they have to try and swing a deal last second. Maybe they overpay to go up and adjust to what you did. So there's no benefit. What happens, and God forbid, this is not going to happen, I'm sure, between now and tomorrow night, but during this process, what happens if you found out that like Mac Jones tore his ACL in a workout or something? And you've announced to the whole world, if Mac Jones is there, we're taking him. And now you're forced to take the guy that everyone now knows as your second choice because you don't want to draft damaged goods. So you keep it under wraps because you have absolutely no idea what might happen between, you know, when the whole draft process starts and tomorrow night. But this idea that the 49ers are still sitting there hemming and hawing over who they ought to take, if they're still hemming and hawing over which guy is their favorite, then you never should have made the trade in the first place. You don't trade three ones to go up to three unless in your meeting room you have a consensus among your decision makers, this is our guy. We have to go get this guy. If we don't get this guy, we're going to be left out in the cold because someone's going to beat him to us because he's that good. And you just leave no mystery as to whether or not your guy is going to be there. You look at the board and you say, all right, Trevor Lawrence is gone. Zach Wilson is gone. Who's number three? It's our guy. And we have to go get him. And if you don't have that kind of a consensus in your room, then you never should have made that trade in the first place. So that's why I do not believe for one second that Kyle Shanahan doesn't know who he's going to go get. It does them no good to say out loud who they're going to go get. But to me, that's the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. And you know what, guys, back in the studio, I think we do have an Adam Schefter soundbite that I wanted to get to. All right, and this is Shefty, I believe, talking about the 49ers and whether or not he believes or doesn't believe that they know who they're taking at number three. Let's listen to Shefty's opinion. The key phrase that Kyle Shanahan uttered today was that when we started this process, there was one candidate in mind, but all candidates have gotten better since. Those were the words that he used. And I believe he was referring to that one candidate in mind as being Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback. But I also believe that the gap between then and now has been narrowed so much so that as of this weekend, the 49ers truly did not know who they were going to pick. And I know people say, well, how could that be? How can you give up that much to move up and not know who you're taking. I'll tell you exactly how. They moved up with the idea that they were entirely comfortable taking Mac Jones at that spot, but that they were going to do a deep dive into Trey Lance and Justin Fields and any other quarterback worth taking. And during the course of that research, I think that they've been more impressed than they thought they would be. And that decision now is much closer than people expected to the point in my mind where it could go either way. Yeah, I don't believe it. I think they're lying. I think they know exactly who they were going to go get, and I don't think you go make that trade unless you know who you're going to go get. You agree with me? You disagree with me? Call me and tell me at 888 729 I want to get as many phone calls in as we can today about the draft. We'll do a little baseball later. We'll do a little NBA later. But the draft, obviously, is topic number one on everybody's mind. And again, we're going to talk to NFL draft analyst Matt Miller coming up after the first break and get his take on what he thinks is going to happen at three. And then once that pick is made at three, that's when the dominoes fall because everyone knows what one and two are going to be. So now you figure out what Denver's going to do. Now, all of a sudden, if you're Washington, if you're Chicago, teams that 
are still, I think, very much in need of a quarterback, deeper down in the draft, do they have packages prepared to move up if, say, they've got a Trey Lance or they've got a Justin Fields as maybe their second or third-ranked quarterback on the board? And now all of a sudden, that player is available at six, at seven, at eight, where we're hearing Carolina wants to trade down. I think there will be movement. I think there's going to be a quarterback tomorrow night that's going to drop a little bit further than teams in the teens think he should have, and I think one of those teams is going to go up and get him. And to me, it's already malpractice on part of Chicago and Washington that they weren't more involved in going after Sam Darnold. The idea that you think Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick solve your problem at quarterbacks ridiculous. I heard Dan Graziano earlier today on 98.7 in New York say that he thinks the two teams that are desperate to maybe get up into the top 10 to go get a quarterback are Chicago and Washington. Yeah, you think? They've got Andy Dalton and Ryan Fitzpatrick as their starters. Of course they should be desperate to go up into the top 10 and get a quarterback. To me, it even brings more into focus where were you guys when the Jets were looking to trade Sam Darnold? Where were you? You were in a worse shape at quarterback than Carolina was with Teddy Bridgewater. How do you not be the team to move up and, and maybe go get Sam Darnold? And now you've left yourself in a position where there's a very good chance the music's going to stop and the chairs will all be filled and you'll be stuck with either Ryan Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton with no long-term solution at the most important position in sports. So I do think those teams are going to f- see what happens at three, rank the two remaining quarterbacks, and I think at least one of those two is a strong possibility to maybe overpay to go up into the top ten to try and get one of those remaining guys. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Bob Wachusen, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, on the app and your smart speaker as well. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk to NFL draft analyst Matt Miller of ESPN And then we will get to your telephone calls, all that to come. Fired up to be here the day before the draft on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Bobble shoes and back in for Greeny. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. We expect that to be NFL draft analyst for ESPN, Matt Miller, in just a sec. But you know what? Mother's Day is right around the corner. Whether it's your birth mom, your stepmom, a strong mom figure, this Mother's Day, celebrate all of the amazing women in your life with gorgeous bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. Is it vase or vase? I'm like uncultured. I'm like moron sports radio guy, so I say vase. But I think like really cultured people say vase. Show all the moms in your life just how much they're loved. Get a vase and don't put this off. Order today from the official florist of Mother's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com, to order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click the radio icon. Enter the code GREENY. That's G-R-E-E-N-Y. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, code GREENY. Again, Bob with shoes and in for GREENY on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app, your smart speaker, and it is time now to get to the Goodyear hotline, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. As promised, ESPN NFL draft analyst Matt Miller joins us here on ESPN Radio. Matt, uh, thank God it's finally here, right? Can you believe tomorrow night we finally get to answer some of these questions? I woke up today, and that was my first thought. I was actually panicked. I was like, oh, my God, it's here. <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, it's like being a parent, and you're, you're hoping the night before Christmas that you remember to wrap all the presents and that you actually bought all the kids the presents and you didn't forget anybody. That's what it's like being a, a draft analyst the night before the draft. So you're just hoping that you didn't forget anyone in your mock draft and hoping that the, the 11 months of work that you've got this thing figured out. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I always wonder what guys like you and Mel and Todd do on Monday. Like, how sad of a day <laughs> is Monday when the whole thing no, has to no, start no. all Here's over again? Here's the thing, and I, you, I can back this up. You can go look on my Twitter feed. By Monday, people want next year's. They want next year's top 200. They want next year's mock draft. That's the, that's, it's a sickness. You know, we're all addicts, and we just want, we want what's next. So by Monday, it's here's the, you know, here's the top 200 for next year, and here's an early mock draft, and let's start this thing all over again. Well, I got a, bl- a full bank of calls that want to talk about it. It never stops. You're exactly right. So uh, let me ask you this. I started off the show with this. I don't believe it. Do you believe that the 49ers still actually are debating who they're going to take at number three? No. I think it would be highly irresponsible to make that trade not knowing who you're going to select a month ago. Now, I think you can have this both ways. You can say they made the trade knowing it was going to be Mac Jones or at the time wanting. And then throughout the process, you, you were open-minded. I've used this analogy before. You go to a car lot and you're going to buy a car. You, you know what car you want. You still might look at a couple more while you're there. But, but you know what car you're buying, and I think that's where the Niners are at with this whole thing. And it's, I think the press conference, have you ever seen anything like that? That press conference where you're preemptively defending the pick. 
And you could tell that that was they're tired of, you know, the Niner fans on social media. They're tired of folks in the media saying there's no way. There's no way you traded up for Mac Jones, right? Well, it seems like they did. I've, I've never seen a coach come out before and say, we don't care what the fans say. We don't care what people on Twitter say or what the experts say. We're making the pick. It's on us. Uh, I don't think you do that if you're taking Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but for the last month, I mean, I, I was standing 15 feet from John Lynch when the trade went down. I was at the BYU Pro Day. He was there. When the trade went down, everyone there said, oh, it's for Mac Jones. And that has not changed since. The more people you talk to, everyone believes it will be him. I, I think it's not the best pick, but it does seem like the one that they will make. And you and I are the same mind. I think they should take Trey Lance. I think they're going to take Mac Jones. I think they did this for Mac Jones, but I think Trey Lance, even Justin Fields, have the higher ceiling. But you know what? I I made this argument when the Giants went and got Daniel Jones. And I think the same thing kind of applies here. In so many ways, it's underwhelming, but it's their guy. And when you're Dave Gettleman... Everybody thinks, oh, my God, you can't possibly draft Daniel Jones that high. What Dave Gettleman is thinking is, I'm watching Daniel Jones. I can't be the only one seeing this. Like, he is the apple of my eye. There's got to be at least one other team out there between where he is right now and where we could take him, say, in the teens that's going to snark me and go up and steal him from me and Mm -hmm. get him. Let's just remove all mystery. He is our guy. It's the most important position in sports. I'm going to go get my guy. And that's why I believe the same thing you believe. You don't make this trade unless from the moment you put the hung the phone up after this trade was done, you right. said, I am doing this to go to three to get my guy because I'll never be able to live with myself if I try and get cute and sit at 12 and somebody and think he's going to fall to me when one of the other teams that needs a quarterback in the top 11 is going to snark him right out from under me. You're right, and let's remember, this is a, a regime. They have one winning season. In that one season, they did make it full, but they have one winning season together. Like, I, don't, I don't know if people realize that. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have one winning season. The other three years, they've lost double-digit games. They do need to win sooner rather than later. So I think they're looking at Mac Jones and saying, he, we can win right now with him. The ceiling is higher with Trey Lance and Justin Fields, but how long will it take us? to get him where we need them, where we need them to be. Kyle Shanahan is notoriously hard on young quarterbacks. Something he actually doesn't like to do is work with a young quarterback. So I think there's a lot of things that factor into that, why they made the trade. But, yeah, I'm with you. If you, if you say, hey, this is our guy, we've identified him, he's who we want, you gotta, like, you got to pound the table and you have to have that courage to say, okay, we're going to go get him because he is our guy. Who cares what the experts say? Who cares what the mock drafts say? He's our guy. But with that, if you're wrong – you're you're out of a job. Maybe Kyle isn't, but John definitely is if you're wrong. So I I think they have to present this as, oh, we've we've done our due diligence. We're looking at Trey. We're looking at Justin. But I will be shocked if the third pick tomorrow night is not Mac Jones. I'm with you. ESPN NFL draft analyst Matt Miller joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Bob Wachusen in for Greeny. All right, so let's go on the assumption that the Niners do what we think they're going to do. They're going to take Mac Jones. Then what happens? Do the Falcons go with a quarterback? If they do or don't, how much does that shake up maybe those two or three teams right behind the Falcons that don't need a quarterback, but Denver does, Washington probably does, Chicago probably does, the Patriots are kind of a wild card team. Like what, what domino do you think falls first once Mac Jones goes at three? Yeah, four is very hard to figure out, right? And that's where, you know, if you do mock drafts for a living, that's the pick you're sweating about a little bit. I think they go Kyle Pitts right now. And as you said, 
what happens with the quarterbacks there? Where do the dominoes fall? I, I think it's very hard to, to plot the quarterbacks without accounting for trade up, you know, teams trading up, Denver trading up, New England trading up, Washington trying to trade up. I think those are the teams you have to look at and say, okay, where do we put Trey Lance and Justin Fields? It's probably in a trade up scenario. After Atlanta goes, Kyle Pitts, assuming they can't trade that pick. After Cincinnati goes, whether it's with a Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell, trying to figure out where the quarterbacks go is the hard part. And I think a lot of people look at, at Carolina and say, okay, you traded for Sam Darnold. You sit there at eight. Would you draft a quarterback? I don't particularly think they will. I think that's really smart by them to say that they're considering it, hoping that someone will either trade in front of them to push more good players down the board or so that someone will call them for the trade so that they can move out of eight get more picks and and not have to, you know, maybe reach on a player. Yeah, I think Carolina sits there and every time they see a non-quarterback come off the board between four and eight, they're just chest bumping in their draft room, right? Because they're sitting there, they got their quarterback. I still think Sam Darnold can do this and do this at a high level. I think the Jets hung him out to dry for three years. He never had a chance here. He will have a renaissance to his career, I think, with a better supporting cast in Carolina. And if Carolina's sitting there, say the Falcons, Bengals, Dolphins, and Lions all make their picks and none of them are quarterbacks, and Lance and Fields are both still on the board at eight, then basically the Panthers have like a Zoom call with about six general managers. Say, all right, everybody, right? Like, come get them. We're, we are open for business. Who's going to make us the best offer? Let's go, boys. Who wants their quarterback? Because if you don't take your quarterback at eight, there's a good chance Denver's going to get your guy at nine. No, that's exactly it. And that's, that is what you're hoping is that you hold the most valuable prize at eight and that someone will want to trade up because you can get that first round pick next year from new England, from Washington. If you get a team to trade up high enough, now Denver right behind you, you're not going to get a first round pick, but you might really get a second round pick. You know, we've seen that happen before where a team will trade up one spot to secure their guy. So there are a lot of dominoes to fall there, but I I think the Panthers are in a really good position in this draft to be the team that can kind of hold a lot of the cards, honestly. What team do you think has the potential to throw the biggest monkey wrench into this whole thing? And that you really have no feel for maybe where they could go, and they could go in six different directions and all of a sudden create some type of other odd domino effect in the first round. Oh, I think it's Detroit. Because at seven, they could take a quarterback. They could take a linebacker. They could take an offensive tackle. They could take a wide receiver. We just really, at this point, have no idea what they're going to do. It's a new front office. It's a new head coach. They have a very bad roster. So there's, not, there's nothing that they can't do, right? You can't look at Detroit and say, well, they're not going to do this. They could do just about everything. And that makes them a really, really interesting team. But they are also the team that could really mess things up for a lot of people. And the Cowboys, of course, I mean, they're, they're always, <laughs> always. going to be in the spotlight. And they are sitting in that weird spot, just high enough to go after maybe one of those kind of Mount Rushmore guys at the top of the draft, like a Kyle Pitts, or should they just sit chilly at 10 and take the best defensive player that falls to them? That's probably what they should do. Uh, that was a very bad defense last year. Even bringing in Dan Quinn, that will help, but they need players. Like, that's the key here. They just need more players. So I think sitting at 10, you're going to have the, the, the option to look at Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, uh, Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle from Northwestern, might be there. They have plenty of options. And the thing about Dallas is they actually have a lot of needs. So they, you know, they have their quarterback, they have their running back, they have their wide receivers. Offensive line's getting old. There's not a position on defense that they don't have a need at. So 
I think this is a good year for them to just sit and take the best player available at a position they need. And also, like, they have 10 picks in this draft. They have a lot of draft capitals. So they can add a lot of players, and they need them this year. Last question, Patriots. That's another team that no one really seems to have a feel for. And obviously, you know, considering <laughs> right. their head coach, like when would you ever really have a feel for what they're doing? But they threw a gazillion dollars out there in free agency, and they still don't really have an answer at quarterback. So what are the odds that the Patriots are a trade-up team, or do you think they just sit there and take best player available at 15? I think there's way too much smoke that they're going to trade up to ignore. So I, I do think if Justin Fields or Trey Lance starts to slip, maybe that's to eight, then they would be a trade-up team. And I think even the moves they've made in free agency kind of point that direction for me. They, they, like you said, they, they've signed 21 free agents. They fill all their needs through free agency. They have 10 picks in this draft. So it's a rare year where they have signed a lot of free agents. They have a lot of draft capital. And owner Robert Kraft said earlier this week, they do not want to pay elite money for a quarterback. The best way to do that is to draft one in the first round, and you have a very inexpensive quarterback for five years. I'm the Jet Radio guy and have been for two decades. If the Patriots land a better quarterback in this draft long-term than the Jets, then like <laughs> I am just going to go to Century Village and call it a career. You know what I mean? Because I cannot honestly, spend like the next 20 years of my life watching that. Happen, I, no, it right? cannot happen. You have to tell me. Like when I was a kid, the worst franchises in football, the worst were probably the Saints – the Patriots themselves, right? I mean, those teams could not get out of their own way. Remember the Aints, the right. 0-16, the bag oh, yeah. on their heads and in, uh, in the Superdome? I, I have to believe that there will come a time where the Jets are going to be able to be looked upon as, remember way back 20 years ago when the Jets just spent a decade and they couldn't get out of their own way and everything <laughs> went wrong? Like, that exactly. has to change at some point, or else I have, to go, I, have to, yeah, I have to go to the Villages and, like, get a trick out a golf cart and just call it a career <laughs> because I can't spend two more decades, like, watching that. I, that, would, that, would be, that would be hell on earth. But your option's not a bad one. You know, like, that's not, that's not a bad life. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks. Hey, enjoy Christmas night tomorrow night. Uh, can't wait that it, you know. Can't believe it's here. Thanks a million. Yeah, thank you. Bye. All right, man. That's ESPN NFL draft analyst Matt Miller on the Goodyear Hotline with us. By the way, Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Join host Nate Burleson, guest Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Jamar Chase in the new Progressive YouTube series up all night. Watch every episode exclusively on YouTube.com. Slash progressive. All right, your telephone calls at triple eight say ESPN triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. Bob Shusen in for Greeny. You've heard what I had to say. You've heard what Matt Miller has had to say. I want to hear what you have to say, and we'll start things off with Luke in Florida, who joins us here first. Bob in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Hey, Luke. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing great. First time getting in through the national radio. All right. All right. So I think it's insane. I'm from Florida. I think that Justin Fields' leadership qualities, not only did he get his team to play college football this year, he got an entire conference to play college football this year. Trey Lance hasn't played since 2019. And I think you can argue that Mac Jones, who, by the way, was to his backup until he left, was on the greatest college football team ever with two possibly top ten wide receivers. It's insane if the 49ers don't pick Justin Fields, which I agree they're not going to. Yeah, and out of, get it's funny, out of the, of the five, no one at number one and number two are gone. Of the three that will remain, that's the one name that everybody just universally accepts they are not going to be interested in. That Justin Fields is nowhere on their radar. That this is a Trey Lance, 
Mac Jones debate. I made this point regarding Sam Darnold, that Sam Darnold spent three years in the NFL, not in college, three years in the NFL, and the best skill position player that he threw to with the Jets over the first two of his three years was Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson was an undrafted wide receiver from Temple. But Sam Darnold stinks, right? Like everybody in the NFL, he's the lowest-rated quarterback this, he's the lowest-rated quarterback that, pro football focus, 33rd out of 31 quarterbacks, right? He's off the radar. And, you know, the Jets have no choice but to get rid of this guy because he can't play, he can't win. The best skill position player he had in three years in New York was Robbie Anderson, an undrafted free agent from Temple. Mac Jones, though, should be the third pick in the draft. Mac Jones, filling in for Tua Tungavailoa two years ago, threw to two wide receivers who both went in the first round, and this year, as the starting quarterback, threw for two wide receivers who both went in the first round against college defenses. Now, yes, I know, the SEC, top conference in college football, but it's still college defenses. So you got one guy that threw to Robbie Anderson for three years in the NFL, but he stinks. This guy threw to Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. I mean, four first-round picks at wide receiver. But now he should be the third pick in the draft. Context means nothing, and you might be right. Ultimately, Justin Fields could turn out to be the best quarterback of all of these guys. You never know. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's possible. Let's go to Richard in Texas who joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hi, buddy. How you doing? Good, Richard. So. So there's a lot of chatter. Like I'm a Carolina fan. I'm from Carolina, and I think they should draft. They should trade out of the number eight pick. But what's really surprised me is there's not. A, I think the sleeper team to trade up would be the Chicago Bears because they're really a, a team that undecided at quarterback, even though they have Andy Dalton and Mitchell Trubisky went off to Buffalo. But I think the team to watch out for would be the Chicago Bears. I'm with you. I think Chicago and Washington. Washington's 19, Chicago's 20. There's no way either of those teams can think, all right, we're good at quarterback. we got Ryan Fitzpatrick and Andy Dalton. We're good. Because that seemed to be the attitude they took when, when Sam Darnold was on the market. And they would have paid a lot less, a lot less, to go get Sam Darnold than what they will have to pay to move up into the top 10 of this draft to get one of the remaining rookies. So unless they absolutely adore, say, a Trey Lance, a Justin Fields, whoever it is that drops far enough that they can go and cut a deal. But the Carolina Panthers have the eighth pick in the draft. They went and got their quarterback and stayed at eight. They didn't have to move anywhere in this draft to go get their quarterback, at least in the first round. So they've got their quarterback, and they still have the eighth pick with the ability to trade down and add more picks if they want. You're right. To me, Carolina was absolutely a huge winner in pulling the trigger, making a Sam Darnold trade, sitting at eight, and now they have a variety of ways that they can go. They could take the best player available at number eight to help out their quarterback, or they could open up an auction for the eighth pick if the top seven go and there's still two quarterbacks sitting on the board. Bob O'Shoes and in for Greeny. On ESPN Radio, let's squeeze in Jason in Dallas, who joins us next year on ESPN Radio. Hey, Jason. Hey, how you doing? Nice to be on the show. I got a, a few points I'd just like to make. Uh, all San Francisco knows that in the biggest moments, they can't depend on Jimmy G uh, to make the biggest throws and to stay healthy, so it's time to move on. I think that's all they know going into this draft. Um, I don't think they know what the Jets will do. I don't know how Zach Wilson has just catapulted his way up into the number two spot. It seems that uh, his loss versus Coastal is less than 
the struggles Fields had against Indy and uh, Northwestern. So I, I don't understand how. Well, that I think works. I think you're right. Thanks for the call. I I think that that is what is um, holding him down in the eyes of a lot of talent evaluators, right? Like they looked at his performances against their best opponents this year and weren't in love with it. Now, having said that, that was regular season. His performance against Clemson was pretty good. <laughs> and I think that probably moved him back up of some draft boards. I think Justin Fields, to me, is a total wild card in this draft. If he went in the top six and somebody traded up to go get him, I wouldn't be surprised. If all of a sudden he is the, I can't believe he's still on the board, dropping into the teens, and some team gets a gift of a quarterback they never expected to get, that wouldn't shock me as well. More of your calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Papa Shusen is in for Greeny. Again, a mother is someone that, who loves you with all her heart. So whether it's your birth mom, stepmom, strong mom figure, this Mother's Day, celebrate all of the amazing women in your life with gorgeous bouquets from 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. I went vase this time. We received rose bouquets from 1-800-Flowers. They're fantastic. Nothing beats the smiles on the faces of all the moms in your life. The gorgeous bouquet of two dozen roses is an assortment of bright colors guaranteed to show all of the moms in your life just how much they're loved. 24 multicolored roses, a free vase, $34.99. An amazing offer. Won't last long. Order before today. Your wife, mom, grandma, they will truly appreciate this wonderful 1-800-Flowers bouquet. So don't put it off. Order today, the official florist of Mother's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com, to order 24 multicolored roses plus a free vase for $34.99. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon, enter the code GREENY. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, and enter the code GREENY. Bob, in for GREENY on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We'll come right back and get more of your calls in NFL Draft, certainly the topic of the day on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Greeny, the podcast. Hey, baseball's back. So are your favorite teams and players. Catch the best of the bigs all season on ESPN Plus with over 170 live MLB games featuring every star and every team in the league. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com slash baseball. Bob Oshusen in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, the ESPN app. You can always dial us up on your smart speaker as well. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests appear on the Goodyear hotline. Triple eight, say ESPN, triple eight, seven, two, nine, three, seven, seven, six. A baseball thought after the top of the hour. I want to weigh in on Madison Bumgarner. No hitter, yes or no. I have a strong opinion about that coming up after the top of the hour. But the draft right now is number one in everybody's mind. So we'll get right back to the phones. Talk to Jay in New Jersey, who joins us next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Jay. Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm hoping that my Bears don't mortgage the franchise with two guys that are bums and ruin the future for us by taking a quarterback. Play Andy Dalton. Let us be bad and get a new quarterback next year. That's all I got. All right, that's a way to go. Uh, I don't know that this coach and this general manager will survive that. I mean, there are certainly teams in the past, the Jets did it to get Sam Darnold, that just ship away all their talent and just accept the fact they're going to be a three-win team to position themselves, you're right, without having to give up draft capital to get a quarterback the next year. The problem is, if you've got lame duck general manager and coach, the owner is sending the message that you're, like, you don't have job security. You don't have the ability or the luxury to tank a year to wait for your quarterback next season. So you may hope that they may not mortgage the future to go up and get a quarterback. The problem is, if your coach and your GM know if you're bad this year, they're getting fired, why do they care if they mortgage the future to go up and get a quarterback? Let's go to Phillip in Ohio. Joins us next year on ESPN Radio. What's up, Philip? Philip going once. You're there, Philip. Oh, 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 Bob. Yes, I am. I'm so sorry. All right, there you go. No problem. Um, I I just wanted to know, Cincinnati fans, we're a little nervous because I really think they need to take Penny Sewell and then focus on a weapon in round two. But what is a realistic opportunity for them if they take Penny Sewell? What's a realistic weapon look look like for them in round two? And if they take Jamar Chase... What's a, what's a linebacker or a, oh, a lineman look like a, in round two? A ton of guys, weapons-wise, will be available in round two. An absolute ton. I mean, wide receiver is probably as deep, if not deeper, this year than it was last year. And last year, wide receiver was, you know, a, a, like a, a generational draft class. And this year, it's just as good, if not better. Um, so, yeah, I... I I mean, I think it's a no-brainer that you, I agree with you that you draft someone to protect your now significantly injured number one pick at quarterback. That's absolutely the way that they should go. I will be stunned if Cincinnati, if they don't trade down, and maybe they can mortgage the pick for a team that's desperate to go up and get one of those quarterbacks. They're not a team we talk about a lot trading down. It seems to be Detroit, Carolina, you know, those teams kind of towards the back end of the top 10 that we're saying are the most likely candidates to trade down. But if I'm Cincinnati, especially if Atlanta takes Kyle Pitts and there's still two of the five on the board at number five, I'm definitely answering the phone if any of those teams of the teens call to try and move up and see if I can rob them blind for the fifth pick. They get their quarterback. I move down in the teens. I take a good offensive lineman then, and I accumulate the ability to get more offensive linemen in front of Joe Burrow. But I, I, I agree with you. I mean, to me, Penny Sewell absolutely should be the pick if they stay at five 
and he's on the board, which I think he probably will be. Let's get to Mike in North Carolina next on ESPN Radio. Bob Oshusen in for Greeny. What's up, Mike? Hey, how you doing, Bob? Good. Yeah, um, my question is, um, you talk all this hype about Sam Darnold, how Carolina was great by picking him up, and how the Jets didn't have any skilled players to bring out his talent. So what, what does he have in Carolina? I mean, he's got Robbie Anderson just like he has in New York. And I'm a Washington fan. Yep. Uh, why can't we pick somebody up like maybe Kellen Mond a little bit later or Davis Mills and just let him play behind Fitzpatrick? Because, I mean, Fitzpatrick, he has had, had his good moments. Yeah, they could go that way. The thing, though, that if you're Washington or Chicago that I think you missed out on is I think Sam Donald's going to be better than Kellen Mond. I think he's going to be better than Davis Mills, ultimately. And what he has to work with in Carolina that he didn't have to work with in New York, how about Christian McCaffrey? Right? How about DJ Moore? The last time the Jets had a 1,000-yard wide receiver was 2015 when Ryan Fitzpatrick threw to Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. They did not have a 1,000-yard receiver when Sam Darnold was the quarterback. DJ Moore has been an 1,100-yard receiver the last two years. He's better than anybody the Jets have had. So Sam Darnold is going to be on the field in Carolina with three weapons that are better than anybody that he had to play with in New York. And, oh, by the way, they also have the eighth pick. I mean, they might sit there and take Rashawn Slater and give him a bookend tackle, or they might sit there and take Jalen Waddell or Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase, whoever drops to them at eight. And Sam Darnold could be sitting there going, whoa, Robbie Anderson was the best guy I had for three years in New York, and now I've got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson and Christian McCaffrey, and I've got one of those other studs? Are you kidding me? How much better could life be? I think you're going to see Sam Darnold play well in Carolina. And it doesn't mean the Jets were wrong for trading him. I mean, I still think that if, like, Zach Wilson resetting the quarterback clock for the Jets could still be absolutely the right thing to do. But I think Sam Darnold is going to have a renaissance to his career in Carolina. Hour number two, coming up, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.